Well, it's lovely to be here. And greetings from St. Paul's in Papua Nui, where we go. We had our um, children's nativity play last week. Um, we did it from the point of view of the shepherds, which was interesting. Um, they all thought the baby was gorgeous, and, and Mary stole the show, our youngest grandchild, um, saying, I think so too. <laughs> so, but today I'm going to try and talk about um, the Youth Hub. Um, I could go on for hours, so when you get fed up, just stand up and leave, okay? Um, great. So, oh, I pointed that way? That way. Uh, maybe if I switch it on, that would help. There we go. It's on now. Great. So I'll, I'll tell you about the timeline in, in a wee while, but um, we'll tell you where we got to first, and then I'll tell you how we got there, which was a series of miracles, really. Um, but this is our trust. Um, as you do in New Zealand, we, we form a committee, um, and then things happen, and these are the members of our trust board. Um, We've have we've have quite a good team now. You know how it takes a while for a team to gel together, um, and they seem to be gelling together really nicely now. But it all began after the earthquakes. Everything began after the earthquakes in Christchurch, didn't it? It's a bit of a borderline between before and after. So after the Christchurch earthquakes, um, the youth one-stop shop, which we started in 1995 on Hereford Street, collapsed, and like everybody else. We were looking for somewhere to be, um, and um, we found these little wooden houses in um, Barbados Street. And we had the, the 298 Youth Health Service had, oh, it doesn't work on screen, forgot, had the one on the left-hand side. And gradually, a whole load of people wanted somewhere to be as well. So we had a meeting of all the people we thought would be able to help us work with young people. And they all moved in. So at one point, we had about 16 organizations working out of five little wooden houses. Some were much bigger than others. And it was brilliant. And that was the concept of the hub, basically, bringing organizations together to work together for a similar purpose. And it worked well. But gradually, everybody moved away. People wanted a bigger place or a more suitable place. So it all um, moved on and 298, the Youth Health Centre, moved on. Became one, it was 198 at the beginning because it was on 198 Hereford Street. A group of young people sat around for about three hours um, trying to find a name. And in the end, I said, that's it, I'm fed up. We're going to call it 198 because it's on 198 Hereford Street. <laughs> um, and then when we moved to um, after the earthquakes, um, we were actually 264 Gloucester Street, but it was on the corner of Gloucester and Barbados. And next to us on Barbados was 296, and there was no 298. So we asked the post office, could we change to 298 Barbados? And they said, why not? So it really made sense. People went 198, 298, same place. So that was great. But then we started to look, to look for land. Um, and we really wanted to um, have something purpose-built. We'd, we'd been working out of make-do buildings for a long time. And we wanted to build something that was really good for young people. Often they get second best, and we wanted to get best. So we looked for land, and gosh, did we find some land, and it fell through. Found some land, and it fell through. Found some land, and it fell through. And we went to Sierra, we went to 
um, council, we went to the GHB, we went to the church. There was lots of broken down churches too. And as um, happenstance would happen, we went to St. Luke's, um, which was no longer where Jenny used to be the vicar. So um, what goes around comes around, doesn't it? Um, and we were almost ready to go on there, but really it wasn't quite big enough for all that we wanted to do. So we kept looking, and the bishop at that time, Victoria Matthews, was determined to help us because she really wanted to leave a legacy for young people. And she wasn't all that keen on rebuilding the cathedral. <laughs> and so she said, right, I'm going to set aside some money for you. And we found the old bowling club on Salisbury Street, which is between Colombo and Durham. And it hadn't been used since the earthquakes because the ground wasn't good enough. So this is what it looks like today. And it's right in the middle of Christchurch. It's straight up Colombo Street, probably about 20 minutes walk for an adult, probably about half an hour, maybe near an hour for a 14-year-old, but they get there. Um, and it's not easy to lose your way. You just go straight up Colombo Street. So um, we've got Salvation Army Citadel on one side, Durham Street Gospel City on the other side. Anglican Care bought the land. Presbyterian supporter helping out. City Mission helping out. We just need some Catholics, Jews, and Hindus, and then we're fine. But we're, it's a really lovely site. And what's best of all, it actually is a residential zone. Not that the neighbors saw that. Because we wanted somewhere where the young people who are going to be living in, it's, it's transitional living, but it's three to 18 months, which is quite a long time. And we wanted it to be peaceful for them. Many of them have never lived in a peaceful area. They've always lived in an area where there's shouting and trouble and violence. And so we wanted somewhere peaceful. Although Phil pointed out that just recently some gunmen were um, tracked down in the area. <laughs> but it can never be peaceful anywhere except for inside, eh? Um, so this is what we hope it will look like from the front. So this is like a, a, a nakitanga, a greeting fare, um, where we can greet and meet. And some young people may not get past that, just use drop-in sort of thing. But we'll have social workers who can tell people what's there and also where else they can find help and young people helping out and just getting alongside and being friendly. Um, and then behind that, the kind of purpley pink area where you can see the scissor lift, um, that's the back of the Creative Arts Centre. Um, and on the other side is an event centre with indoor recreation. And on the top are greenhouses where you can grow organic veggies. Um, so that's kind of like an aerial view. I'll show you a more close-up aerial view in a minute. But you can see the yellow roofs of the housing. So on one side, um, there's the yellow roofs of the hostel-type housing, which will be 20 beds, 10 up and 10 down. Um, and the idea is based on the foyer model and Covenant House, foyers in Europe and Covenant House in America. And the idea is while you're there, you can sort things out, learn some living skills like cleaning, cooking, budgeting, shopping, um, and then go out to find your own place. So hoping to work with landlords um, so that if they've got the big tick of having lived in the hub, they'll be okay to give a lease to. <laughs> That's what we're hoping anyway. Um, and 
On the other side are some apartments, which I'll show you. These are what the apartments will look like. And that will also be a back entrance into the services area. Um, and the apartments, we hope will maybe uh, have a couple of them will be for um, families or young parents with children. So maybe that's where Mary would have gone with baby Jesus. Um, and because um, often they don't have anywhere to go, just like Mary didn't. Um, and so we're hoping to maybe do something like that, although it will change the nature of the hub. Having said that, we need to provide things that people need, not just what we think will, help, will kind of fit. Um, so that's a more close-up picture, um, and that's from the back of the hub, looking forwards onto Salisbury Street. Um, and you can see at the back will be the services area. So that's services like the Youth Health Centre, 298, although I think we're going to have to change our name. I do think we'll be called 298 at the hub. Maybe that's a possibility. Um, but then also um, Youth Line will be there, um, Voice, which supports young people who have been living in care or are living in care, um, in state care. And then um, we'll have Community Law and um, Shakti Youth and, and a whole load of visiting agencies, City Mission, Youth Alcohol and Drugs um, Counselors, all sorts of services like that, um, hoping to get a range of different kinds of counsellors um, so that they can have counselling of different sorts to suit the different people. Um, so that's the services block right at the back. So it goes from kind of public facing to private facing and then the housing on either side. The timeline has been literally a series of miracles dear friend of ours, um, Pam Anderson, actually she's part of our family, I think she comes here sometimes, gave me a wee card, almost at the beginning, called Believe in Miracles. And it's been a series of miracles, it really has. Um, first of all, finding the land, as I said, we found some, we didn't find it, we found some, we didn't find it, but at last, bowling club came along. Um, and we, so we did a lot of design work. We've had a lot of input from the organizations coming in, especially from young people. We've talked to about 85 young people in about 12 focus groups. And we've had lots of input right the way from um, people in Tapunawai, which is the Youth Justice Center, right the way through to a group at St. Andrews and everybody else in the middle. So um, we've tried to get as many views as we can um, to make sure that we're building something that young people really will use. We put in our resource consent um, in, gosh, it seems like decades ago, but it was February 2020. Um, and then that was delayed because it had to be publicly notified and COVID came along and so there's a big delays there. Um, so we did the public notification. And then the real miracle happened, second to the miracle of the land, was the miracle of COVID actually did some good. Who would believe? We got some money. Um, so the government in their, with their shovel-ready projects agreed that we could be one. And um, now we've got $12.5 million towards um, building the first phase, which is the hostel housing and the services block. And even if we get no more money, which, of course, we really are praying for, um, that we could stand alone and perform a useful service. But, of course, we want to add on the creativity and the recreation and, and the job opportunities. There'll be a wee cafe, 
And um, there's nothing more healing than creativity. I'm sure you'll agree. Then a miracle, another miracle occurred. Resource consent was granted. We never thought it would be. Um, um, but then the neighbors appealed. Um, and, you know, our hearts went down again. But um, God's amazing. And we kept going. And um, at last we had mediation and then resource consent was um, took place actually only in June this year. But we were hitting the ground running because we carried on regardless and the design carried on and now we're intensely into a design phase. Um, amazing how it's changing as we kind of get more consultation going on and flipping things around. Our, our architect's fantastic because at first we were going to have bare land for the growing of the veggies. But when the neighbours kind of made noises, we said, okay, we'll increase the housing and put the, the growing veggies on the roof. Um, so it's nothing like talking, thinking sideways. Um, present, rules consent confirmed, and we're going to build from the back to the front. So um, I put the plans in, but if anybody would like to see the plans, you know, some people, some people like the detail. I'm getting better at trying to, trying to visualize the building from the plans. I was absolutely hopeless, but I've seen it so many times now. I'm getting, I'm getting into it now. Um, but um, you can see at the back there all the, ha all the housing on one side, on both sides of, of the um, kind of – pretty that doesn't show up. But um, you can see that's the first floor, and there's the greenhouses on the top. And we'll probably actually break up the greenhouses so it won't be one big one. We'll probably have lots of little ones. So Cultivate runs that program. And, and some of the people who help to grow the veggies are actually councillors as well. So it's a really healing opportunity. Uh, Rotary are going to help uh, organise the cafe, I hope. Um, there's a couple of businessmen there who are happy to lend a hand. Um, so this is the fundraising strategy. Actually, the strategy is just go and ask everybody. Um, and um, some people are making contributions, $5, $10. Then we've got the government's $12.5 million. And we welcome everything. Prayers, actually, it's been saturated in prayers. St. Paul's are a great prayer warriors, and your prayers would be brilliant to add to those. Um, to actually pray, not though the buildings are important, but actually the people who staff them are the most important. Um, we can provide the best buildings we can. Um, and that's the role of the Youth Hub Trust. But actually, the people who come in and staff the services, the 298 staff, um, the Youth Line staff, all those people are what makes it. And that's, what, you know, we need to pray for really good people to come along and provide that loving service because that's what the kids need, somebody to listen to them and somebody to love them. I'm sure Mary needed that too. She had God but not all the kids who come to see us have that. Um, so do keep in contact. And I want to say a great big thank you for that wonderful donation. It's fantastic um, from the garden tour. So thank you so much for that. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? When I first became Christian, I was on Operation Mobilization. And we used to have to um, sell books to get our food, basically. Um, and they were Christian books, but others as well. 
And every night we didn't have anything in the bank to pay them to pay the food. But every time we sold just enough books to get just enough food. And that's what it's been with this project. Every time we go right down to what's in the bank, we think, oh, no, can't pay the bill that month. Um, but every time we've had just enough. So thank you very much. And um, keep believing in miracles. Um, there's been many, many, many of them. And I believe Christmas is a lovely time to remember the miracle of the baby and God becoming man. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Uh, so it's um, 